0: the waking up from work podcast. My name is Dave Swellum. Let's get ready to hustle. Hey guys and welcome back to the Waking Up From Work podcast. This is your host Dave Swellum. This week is going to be a mix up a little bit. So for those of you that have been keeping up with me, I just drove 15 hours down to Tennessee, closed on my first income property, pulled out all the carpet in there till gosh, one or 2am, drove a Toyota Corolla down to a surplus place to pick up 900 square feet of vinyl plank flooring and, uh, and drove that up a mountain. And so I just got back literally right now as I'm recording this intro, and I'm tired as hell. So this week, I fell a little bit behind, and I had some content that I was actually going to bring to you guys a little bit in the future to pepper in with stuff, but it's going to be my saving grace to get you something tonight, and I promise I'll get back on track for you. I've just been moving all around and all over. So what we wanted to do is we've been doing interviews pretty consistently at this point and I really wanted to start bringing you different content and bring content specific to some parts of my audience. So not every episode's going to fit you. If it's not your style, skip past it. If it's helpful, let me know. Let me know if you like it or not. Uh, I just felt like we needed some, some other things in the array here for you guys because I, I didn't feel like interviews only was the only way to go. So this is a small segment, maybe 30 minutes in time. And this is specifically directed at people who are living paycheck to paycheck because I was there and I know what it's like and I know how it stops you from being able to do what you want to do. And I have some information I thought would be helpful for those folks to try to get out of there as well. So for me, uh, spending like $1,000, $2,000 more than I was making and it was just a bad spot to be at, Um, it just wasn't letting me move forward. I I got out of school. I bought a house. I did a lot of great things, but I just got to a point where I kind of followed the normal way where I just bought things because I was supposed to do the thing. And I kind of got in a spot where I wanted to go do what I wanted to do. I wanted to make more decisions, take more risks, but I just couldn't do it because I was locked down by living at where I was at. So these are some of the things that me and definitely my wife played a huge role in helping me. Uh, We worked together. Um to keep track of these things like this, but these are some of the things that got me out of living paycheck to paycheck to a point where I had control of my money. And it's just letting me do things like this house in Tennessee and, and other things now to start making more moves, take more action. And, and it's really done a number for me, for moving me closer to my goals. So if you're doing amazing financially, you know exactly where you want to be at, you're investing, you're whatever, don't listen to it. Skip right by. If you are living paycheck to paycheck or somewhere in the middle and you think that this information could be helpful for you, like I like to say, like advice buffet, take what you want. Hopefully some of it adds value to you. And uh, I actually ripped this from a YouTube video that I've created, which is just me talking, saying these points. So the audio quality is not quite the same as I usually have because it's from an external camera mic, but um, it's good information nonetheless, I think, and I'm hoping. If you want to watch it on YouTube, look up Waking Up From Work podcast on YouTube and you can see my beautiful face just saying the exact same words to the T. But uh, just check it out. Let me know what you think about these little micro segments. I'm, I'm hoping to do more on other little niche things that I can cover for you quick versus our longer tiered episodes. So hit me up if you tweet me at Dave Wake Up or you want to hit me up on Facebook, whatever you want to communicate with me and let me know how you thought about this. I'd appreciate it. Much love to all of you. Happy Easter. Check it out. Let me know. Today, I want to talk about saving money and getting lean. My name is Dave Swillam. I'm from the Waking Up From Work podcast. If you don't know who I am, I run a podcast called the Waking Up From Work podcast. And what we do is we interview entrepreneurs, small businesses, passion seekers and people that live what we perceive as an alternate lifestyle. But sometimes they're they're coming up with these ways that are just maybe against the grain from the norm, but they're really smart sometimes. So a lot of the time. But basically from that, from reading books, listening to podcasts, and just getting myself out of my own situations, um, I, I think I have some information that I can share with people that might be living paycheck to paycheck because I was just there. And maybe just this past year, I'm not there. And I haven't really increased much at work. Most of it has been what I've saved on the back end. So I'm hoping that some of this can help out some of those people. First and foremost, I am not a personal finance planner. I'm not some financial guru. I do have an MBA, so I'm I'm educated in business and things like that. But a lot of these tips and things with you um, take as like an advice buffet take what you want, and hopefully some of these things can help you out. So in life in general, you know, there's only two ways to make more money. The first is to make more money, right? And so how can that be done? That can be done from getting a promotion at work, getting bonuses at work, because you're working really hard there and you're showing engagement and you're, you're crawling up that ladder of whatever it is that you do it could be from a side hustle so for me i work full-time in sales i have a side business that i have doing recording mixing and mastering for bands that i do like 20 hours a week so having a side hustle something that you're good at is maybe a hobby and you can monetize it right or maybe you can flip stuff you go on craigslist let go facebook market You know and you flip things that you have a passion for so like i know audio gear because of that i know when it's underpriced i know that i can sell it higher taking it flip it or maybe you're legit going to walmart or target and you're buying something and you're flipping it then on amazon or you're flipping it on uh, shopify and all these other online retailers to make a quick dollar that way there's a bunch of different ways to make money for me I was at a point where I was working full time, had my side hustle, I was flipping things. So I made a lot of extra money and I wasn't doing bad. I just wasn't doing good because I was bleeding expenses out the back end. So that's where the other way is. The other of the two ways to make more money is to stop spending money, right? And so we all know you can't just not spend money. And that's not realistic. And it's not what I'm trying to say. It's just being wiser with how do you spend it? And do you really know where it's going, basically? So if you're cutting expenses, you can get a raise that you didn't know that you had without spending more time um, because that's what those other things do is getting the promotion, the side hustle, flipping things. All those take more time. Reducing expenses most of the time doesn't take more time. And time for me, at least at this point in my life, is probably the most valuable. So how do you save money and get lean? The point of this. So I have a couple tips, I have like four major things I want to cover. And then I have one on the backside of that, where if these are successful for you, then you can move that way. But I don't want to say it as one of my points for this. So the first and most important way to save money is to know what you're spending money on, right? It sounds really simple. But a lot of us don't pay attention to all those micros that are happening day to day, So, that it hits us on the end of the month and we don't know what it is that was causing it because it was taking one piece at a time on us. So, knowing what you're spending money on is absolutely key for finding some type of change in your life because if you don't know what you're spending money on, you can't anticipate what you can spend your money on and you can't really bounce back from the things that just happen in life because things just happen, right? There's no avoiding it. If you have a house or whatever, Or you have a car or there's just things that happen and you you can't be ready for it all the time but having money and having a nest egg there you know when you're living paycheck to paycheck it's really tough so how do you know what you spend this is what i did so i was spending a thousand dollars more than my wife and i were bringing in every single month and so that meant that i'm hitting credit cards i'm eating interest. You know, I'm just spending money on things and it's not, I'm not moving forward at all. It doesn't matter what I'm doing. I'm always just living on the moment. I'm subject to anything that comes after me. And that sucks. It absolutely sucks because it's not your control. And that's where I really wanted the control back in my life. That was the most important for me. And that's what I want. So how do you look at your expenses? Over three months, this is what we did, is every single day, we wrote down, I did it in my phone, and there's some apps that I can include down below, but we we took down every expense, every expense, the $2 that you spend, every expense that we made, so we understood where is this money going by night. We understand 100%. So you buy the Dunks coffee, $5 there, you buy that gas that you have to buy, you spent this on oil, you know you spent this on Amazon, you spent this on Netflix, whatever it may be, every single thing that we bought, I marked that down. And then what I would do is I would look through those with my wife. If you're on your own, it's way easy to track your expenses. If you're partnered with someone, it's really, really beneficial if you are able to with the relationship without putting too much stress on it. Combine those so that your financials are the same. So you really see the money, the cash flow. If you can't, there's ways to work it out. You can definitely do it on individual, you know, an individual level and then combine forces. But any way to see the household income, this is where it's really, really helpful. But after every week, we would look at what did we spend money on, and I could see, holy crap, this week I spent fifty dollars on coffee. That's insane. I have coffee at my house for ten for a month right? Or whatever it is, but we would see that. And then at the end of the month, it's also really important to go back through there and then make sure that you're accurate because there's some days we're all busy where I might've missed a cup of coffee. I might've missed a certain subscription service because I didn't swipe my card for it. It was on auto and you want to make sure you get everything, know where every dollar goes. And the reason you do it over three months, two or three months is because you have different shit happening every month where it's not gonna be the same and you want a good picture of what it is that you do. So on Christmas, I'm obviously gonna be buying presents. There's expenses that aren't traditional for me. In January, I'm really not gonna buy a lot because I spent a lot in December. You know, Maybe in February, I buy something for Valentine's Day. Seasonal things have an effect on it. So you wanna try to scratch out some of those variables and really understand what do I just do as a human being with my cash flow so that I can control and understand and redirect in the future. So that is step number one. Find out where that money goes so that that way you understand what you're trying to take control on, right? The next step is budgeting. And budgeting, we've all heard about forever. And it's kind of the same thing as like when you hear about like how you need to go work out at the gym if you want to lose weight. It's something that we all know and it sucks to do, but it works. That's why you hear about it, right? You hear about if you want to lose weight, you don't have to do, you know, this magic drug or this thing like that. Go to the fucking gym, right? That works. And there's a million things to that, but like the same concept, right? Budgeting sucks, but it works. That's why people do it. So now that you've collected, what do I generally do as a human being with my cash flow? Now you're coming up with a plan because now you're educated on what is draining that pool. And now you're coming up with a plan of how do I stop that drainage? So a couple recommendations in there is, you know, subscription things. There's a million things after the 30-day trial, the five-day trial, whatever it is, and all of a sudden it starts slamming you and you forget about it. You've identified that now. So whatever you don't need in there, we had... Cable TV. I don't watch TV. We had Amazon Prime. We had HBO Go, Netflix. You know, Apple Music. You know, whatever it is. What subscriptions are you actually using? What are you not? Get that shit out of there. Get it out of your way, right? Or if you're seeing, I abundantly spend money on coffee. I spend five hundred a month on coffee. You've completely identified something that you don't have to do to that extent. And what the best thing about a budget is. You control what you are spending, so you don't have to be miserable in life to not live paycheck during paycheck, You know, depending on your circumstance. Knowing a lot of the time is half the battle, so I still buy a cup of coffee at Dunkin' Donuts every once in a while if I want it, but I know how many I'm spending and I know what leeway I have inside my budget to still save what I wanna do so that I'm still on track, and that's the point. So understanding what are my fixed expenses My rent is not changing. My car is not changing. My student loan is not changing. Whatever it is that is not changing, what are your fixed expenses? Find that out and then look over that three months and what are my variables? So, you know, a budget shouldn't be something that you keep as the same for your entire life. And everything's going to change. Leases will change at some point. Maybe you get a different car. Maybe you're you know, loan, it has an interest rate that changes at some point. There's things that change. And so you really want to be cognizant to budget every single month. So I know when December comes around, I'm going to allocate this much for presents. And I know when I'm buying presents, how far into my 500 or whatever it is that I list out, where, how, how far am I tapping into that budget for those? So I know, so maybe it's December and I have that budget for Christmas presents, and I only spent three fifty of the five. Then it's okay for me to get a couple more dunks. It's still okay if I get that coffee because all of this has been aligned for me to save a specific amount. So I know what I'm saving regardless of what I'm doing. And now, guys, if you are really, really in a bad spot, then you might want to be lean and cut out some of like all of the things that are. Enjoyable and just grind your ass off for a couple months to save an unreal amount. Like, don't buy the dunks at all, or don't buy that at all. Find your balance, find out what makes you comfortable. And for me, like for the Waking Up from Work podcast and all that vibe, I'm all about, I just want to live a happy life. And that's why I got hardcore on my expenses because all I really care about is living happy. So spend things that you want to spend, but be aware that it's all part of it. So that's budgeting. And we made an Excel spreadsheet that we've been using on it. There's a million things online to help you budget. There's some apps and things that people have recommended me that I will ask them to give me back, but I use Excel. um, And I'll put that below. All right, so now you know what you are spending, you are budgeting now, which is sick and you know what your game plan is i would say that your first step in terms of now you are educated you've now created control is if you have no savings that honestly is step one you need some type of nest egg because what's going to inevitably happen is even though you're pulling yourself out of being paycheck to paycheck that boiler goes your car goes Whatever happens, and then all of a sudden you're right back in there regardless because you've just put yourself back so much. Take these savings that you've now freed up from just not making bad decisions on the micro and budgeting and knowing what you're saving, take them and save a nest egg. I recommend maybe three months of your um, household income. Maybe you save just a blanket, five to 10K, because you know that that's gonna cover if a washer breaks and you have to buy whatever just that should be figured out kind of on your own but usually three to six months of income is really nice place to be at save that up first to make it so that you're not going backwards is a recommendation and then you can start doing really cool things um like uh something i'm going to mention later but reduce this is my next tip here reduce what you're up against so you know what you're up against Now, what you have been up against, you have a plan for how you're going to go after it. Now you have a nest egg and that's looking good. If you can't make more money, save more money means what's your living situation look like? What type of car do you have? Can you refinance anywhere? So for me, as an example, I have my house and I love it to death. It's the first home that I ever bought. For me. I wasn't saving enough money and I'm not using this house. I'm not going to have kids for a little bit. Um I I don't use half of this house. I use my living room. I use my bedroom when I'm sleeping only and I don't really use anything else. So it doesn't make sense for me to have the house. I'm selling my house and I'm moving into a much much cheaper apartment. And what you might not know and we didn't and it's super obvious if you're buying your first home out there and you're living paycheck to paycheck, or you just did it, just be aware. First of all, it's awesome, I love living here, but be aware that you're gonna fix things all the time. Doesn't matter if it's a 2019 house that was just made, there's just shit that happens and you are the one responsible for it. So if it breaks, you're fixing it. And if you're salting, you're paying for that salt. And when you're doing whatever, you're paying for it. So for me, I'm selling my house, I'm moving into a much smaller apartment that is a third of the cost, And I'm saving a lot of money. I went from spending over $1,000 a month using these techniques and saving $2,500 a month and investing. And so this shit works. So what do you care about in life on the macro? What do you really care about? If you don't like your job, what do you care about to work? If you don't like where you live, where do you want to live? If you don't like whatever it is, what is your main objective in life Find it and then use these to adjust. So, for me, my main objective is not where I live. My main objective is what do I do day to day and am I passionate about it? That's the only thing that I give a shit about other than supporting my wife, supporting my family, and supporting my friends. The only thing I care about is living the life that I want to live. And I couldn't do that when my expenses told me what I had to do. So, reduce your overhead costs. Maybe get the Toyota. Maybe live in the apartment this cheaper as long as it's a safe place to be at. Do you really need some of those things? Figure out what's important to you and then find out what really doesn't matter and cut it out. So now this is pretty much my last thing that I want to cover. All of that helped me quite a bit. Now you're in a better spot. You have a nest egg that keeps you safe. you reduce your costs. You find out what's important so you're, all your budget and all your missions and everything's aligned to what you want to have happen, Attack debt debt is is a crusher, right? So in the way that you attack debt because that's such a vague thing to just say, and everyone knows that you don't want debt and it's not a choice that you throw that on your credit card when you're starting to get this money in, you have the nest egg. As soon as you have that nest egg, it needs to go to debt. You know, you listen to people like David Ramsey or some of these financial planners like that, they're going to tell you this right now. I promise you're going to hear it. Is Attack your debt, and the way that you do it in a manageable way is once you've got your nest egg and you know that savings that you're planning to get every month, take that, put it against your smallest debt that you could pay off with the highest interest rate. Smallest amount of money to pay off with the highest interest rate tacked onto there. Now, there's some people that will disagree and agree. This is what worked for me. So I had credit cards. You have a credit card, you're probably at 20, 25%. You know, your interest rate is probably high on it. And hopefully there's definitely people buried, but maybe you're at three to five K on there or one to two K or whatever it may be. Kill that credit card, pay off that thing. And I still use mine for points, but I funnel things right through it and pay it off. Now I do not let anything sit on there for more than a month. Everything's paid off and kill that debt. As soon as you kill a debt, The most important thing after that is you reallocate that money. It's like it never even existed when that's paid off. That monthly payment, it never existed to you. That is now going to the next debt. It's called debt snowballing. Once again, David Ramsey is all over it. He just kind of aggravates me sometimes, but he's really smart with that. And it's a good concept is every time you're freeing up money, it doesn't exist to you to go spend on stupid shit again. It's automatically going to the next debt and the next debt and the next debt, and so for me, I got out of all my credit cards paid off, I'm paying off one of my cars, definitely possibly the second one, and now I'm actually able to start investing and making choices because a lot of my debt is now long term with low interest rate, and sometimes it doesn't make sense to pay that off right away. You have to kind of pick your own choices for how that's going to happen i'm I'm not paying off my my student loans all in one run, you know. And it so it just depends, but the next step after that—that's the best part. You've now at this point, hopefully, you're not living paycheck to paycheck. If this stuff worked for you, you're not living paycheck to paycheck. If you still are, despite doing these steps, it means that you did it incorrect because something's not right that you're doing that. And and everyone's in different circumstances, so I'm sure that there is some stuff against other people out there. But at the end of the day, if you're following these steps, then you might not have gone into it hard enough to make this free up something for you. But at this point, you have money and you have control. And now it's time to start thinking about investing. And that's something where for me, I'm just getting into it. So maybe I'll give you guys some content down the road when I learn more about it. But what I did is I just bought my first income property. And I've been on a lot of, listened to a lot of podcasts and videos and books and things like that on that to understand how do I do that? the right way to make sure the numbers look good. But I just bought my first income property. So I'm going to be living in an apartment and I'm going to be a landlord, which is really nuts. But my overhead is nothing in this apartment. And income is great from this property with not a lot of ways for that to go wrong. So I've invested in in a property. Maybe you invest in stocks. Maybe you invest in a business you that you're very sure of. Whatever it is that you want to invest in, once you have that nest egg, if you're not attacking your debt, which is money that you're accruing interest on, so you're spending money on that, right? You're still bleeding a little bit, even if you get to the long-term short interest where it's not bleeding as much it's a trickle or, or you're investing. But after, after you have a nest egg, it doesn't make sense for you to have money and just pile up in a stack. You know, unless you're one of those people that's all in that the world's going to end, I I guess I understand that too, but that's just not the way I roll, is you need to either be continually killing debt until you have literally, literally zero debt, because you're spending more money on having that money out there, or you're investing at this point, and you're making your money work for you, but when it's sitting and doing nothing after you have your safety precautions intact, you're wasting that money. So. I guess that's like my whole way through of what I would say really helps you save more money and get lean. And those are the things that are going to allow you to have the control that you want to do what you want to do. If you want to travel, if you want to start your business, if you want to do, it doesn't really matter what you want to do. If you are living paycheck to paycheck, you don't have the control or the choice to do that. And that's what I'm all about. So if you like this, subscribe down below. If you want to check out my podcast, talking to entrepreneurs, small business, passion seekers, and we talk about this shit all the time, Waking Up From Work podcast. You can go to wakingupfromwork.com or check us out on any streaming platform that you like. Um, And then if you're looking for any type of audio or anything, check out crawlspaceaudio.com. That's where I do all my side hustle and feed me. All right. Much love to you. If this helped you. Tell me down below in the comments. I'd love to hear it. if you have questions. I will respond to them. I promise I will as soon as I can. Um, And if you disagree with me, go ahead and let me know. That's fine. This worked for me, so I don't really care. But I love you nonetheless. Take care, guys. Kill it. Go get out of that paycheck to paycheck. Go do what you want to do. All right, guys. That is episode 18 of the Waking Up From Work podcast, talking about living paycheck to paycheck I really hope that that helps you and brings some value and might get someone out of a situation. Even one of the pieces might help someone financially, some way or another. So let me know. I would love to hear your thoughts on it, whether you thought that these little micro segments are helpful, whether you found value in this specific little micro segment. Hit me up on Twitter at Up, or you can go to our Facebook Waking Up from Work podcast and talk to us there. I would love to talk to you. About how this stuff is going. Even if you want to vent to me or pick my brain, and in any way, I'm certainly no professional, but you know, I, I love talking about this stuff. So, just checking out the stats. Unless you guys like absolutely decide that you hate me out of nowhere. Uh, with this episode, we're going to be breaking a thousand downloads of the Waking Up from Work podcast. That is a huge deal for me. I'm really happy with it, and I couldn't uh, I couldn't be more grateful for you guys listening to me, taking your time out of your day to listen to us talk about stuff. I am blown away by just 18 episodes in the amount of people I've been able to connect with the amount of things that I've learned from you folks and our guests. And I'm so jetted and fueled on this stuff and, and you folks out there and your story. I'm super pumped up on this and excited to keep bringing this more to you guys. Uh, Thank you for listening. Thank you for what you do. Come talk to me. Go have an awesome friggin' day. Much love. Peace. Let's get ready to hustle.